Blog Talk Radio. Brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, August 24th, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. I am so excited to be here with you today as we continue with talking about marketing online. That's right. Our theme all this month has been marketing your business online. What needs to happen to generate leads and effectively attract others to what you have to offer? So we have been sharing this since the first week of August, and here we are on the fourth Monday. We have one more Monday, to, one more Monday to go before this month is out. And so I hope that you guys have taken some good notes and are really listening effectively to what I'm sharing. Um, you can listen to all of the previous broadcasts in multiple ways. Here are three quick ways right now. You can go to Women About Biz. B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, and you can click on podcast in the top menu bar, and when it takes you to that page, just look on the right-hand side, and there's our blog talk radio player for you to listen to the previous broadcast. Now, if you have an Apple iPhone, you can click on podcast and search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words. And it will pull us up, and you can mark that as your favorite so you can get notifications when there is a new show. You can also listen to previous broadcasts. If you're on Android, then you can download the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Download that app, and then you, again, can search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and mark that as your favorite, and you can do the same thing. Listen to previous broadcasts and get notifications when there is a new show that has been uploaded. So hopefully you guys will have that information and play catch-up on this very timely and important topic, marketing your business online. Now, today I've got something good to talk about for you that a lot of people have been sending emails and asking uh, questions to to discuss a little bit more, and that is search engine optimization. So that is what we're going to talk about today, search engine optimization. What is it? And I'm going to share with you some ways to improve your search engine optimization as well. So definitely get your pen and notepad out and get ready for some good information to look at how you can better improve your marketing online. Again, for those of you who have just tuned in, this is Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz and host of Successful Woman Radio. I'm so excited that you are here with me today. And again, we invite you to mark us in your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time where you will be able to, you know, get information that you can put to use right away for yourself. And I'm so excited again today because we are talking about something that most of us really need more knowledge on, and that is how to properly and effectively market your business online. Last week I talked about YouTube, and I gave some really good information that I had discovered and am using for myself on YouTube and what you need to do. And a little known secret that I discovered about YouTube is that while there are a lot of people, millions and millions of people looking at all the different videos on YouTube every day, it's really not that many small business owners that are effectively using the powerhouse that YouTube has available in getting the word out about your business. So um, I will definitely cover a little bit about that again uh, because I had a few people to email and say, okay, I want to understand how YouTube can be used to help me market my business. So I will go over just a little bit of that, and then again, I encourage all of you to listen to the previous broadcast of the show so that you can get caught up to date with um, how we are sharing information on marketing online. 
It is 12.04 after the hour. We're just getting started. So excited that you guys are here with us today. I want to just remind everyone that on this Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, we will have a workshop on um, the workflow of marketing, and that is something that we all need to understand. Yes, we all need a marketing strategy, but even if you have a strategy, what's the workflow of it? You know, how do you begin to effectively and consistently have a workflow for your marketing system that is going to help you not only to stay consistent, but it's going to also help you to generate more leads, help people to recognize more who you are, better brand yourself online. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday at 12 noon. It is indeed a webinar, and of course, I will be walking you through the process of the workflow of marketing. We'll be talking about some tools to more effectively use in uh, in your working in your workflow with marketing, and we're also going to show you kind of a step-by-step situation of what needs to happen. It's Exactly how does that work? And I'm just going to utilize um, myself, Women About Biz, and kind of show you how I set things up as far as workflow is concerned. And I hope that that will help you guys out a lot. So I want to definitely make sure that you know about it. To register, you can go to womenaboutbiz.net and RSVP. It is a free uh, webinar, so there is no need for you. Um, to pay anything. Uh, it is just love all the way with giving you good information. Uh, every, one Wednesday out of the month, a lunch and learn that will help you to, you know, to just really put some good stuff to use that is going to give you some good positive results. So definitely uh, make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on events in the top white menu bar, and then once you do that, you should easily see the workflow of marketing. Hurry up. We only have a few spaces left, and so I want to make sure that those of you who are uh, loyal listeners on the radio show that you definitely are going to be able to get in on that particular webinar. I want to go ahead right now and go right into the five questions of focus and action. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, the five questions of focus and action is all about asking yourself questions that's going to help to hone and strengthen your abilities as the CEO of your company, okay? And it's going to help you to strengthen yourself also uh, from a mindset perspective as well. So let's go ahead and get started again with the five questions of focus and action. Number one, have I prepared myself for greatness? Of course, this is very important. And when I say when I when I give this question, have I prepared myself my mindset for greatness? Listen, here's what you need to understand altogether. There is only one direction you should be going with your business, and that is up. You should automatically have the goal of being great at whatever you do. There is no mediocrity here when you're talking about being successful and achieving your goals. You automatically have to embrace greatness. So how will you prepare your mindset for that? You know, one of the ways to do it is, first of all, be committed in your schedule. You know, go ahead and schedule your morning personal development. Now, I know personal development is a broad topic, and so what you need to look at is what are your goals coming up for this next 30 to 60 days? What is it that you need to be doing? And if that involves you doing, for example, public speaking or that involves you having to do some uh, financial analysis or to review something, then ask yourself, do I have the personal development skills I need in order to effectively do that? If not, then those are the personal development skills you need to be working on. And then, of course, I have, you know, said it time and time again, it's so important that you not only listen to others for your motivation, but that you are able to self-motivate. And in order to do that, you must create an affirmation that is customized and personal to you, right? So I recommend that you not only create one affirmation, but really, you know, build up quite a collection for yourself where you're going to do some self-affirmations. You can record them on your cell phone and then 
put them back in a file somewhere where you can pull them out easily. Uh, you can write them. You can print them out and put them in different areas. So, again, creating your own affirmations puts the power back into your hands. It gives you the ability to be self-motivated, self-directed, and, and really to gain your inner strength and your inner source and inner power, which is so important. Here's number two. What are my goals and priorities for the week? Again, what are my goals and priorities for the week? Well, there's three main priorities that every CEO should really be concerned about. And that is marketing, is the company attracting um, people to what it has to offer? Is it generating leads, number two? And then number three is what are the sales goals or is the company meeting the sales goals? And so marketing, number of leads, and sales, those three things have to be included in your goals and your priorities for the week. And then, of course, there are some other things based on what your business is that you, you probably have to put in there for goals and priorities as well. And then number three, am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO. Again, am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO? Now, this, this answer, the answer to this question is automatically going to change as you improve and move on. You're going to answer it in different ways, right? But the first thing that is so necessary is you've got to have clarity from the very beginning about what is your role, what role do you play in your business, and what is it that you should be doing daily, weekly, and monthly? Because sometimes it's very easy to get caught up in a labor role to where you're doing just one side of the business, and you're not doing the part that really helps to bring more business in. And believe it or not, that definitely is the CEO role. So I want you to get clear by writing out a position description. And in your position description, you definitely have to include, okay, you definitely have to include ways that are going to help you generate more income. For example, what reports should you be looking at every week? How can you be a better ambassador to your company, you know, who do you need to reach out to? What are some of the things that you can do to better represent, okay? Um, number four, what tasks will I be delegating to others and following through on? Listen, this is a year of delegation. If you're talking about taking your business to the high five figures, six figures, and more, delegation is so very, very important. You cannot do without it. You cannot be an island, but you have to have other people that can help shorten your learning curve and help you to push your business faster. So in order to do that, it's going to require you to create a power team of individuals that you have pre-selected, that you have vetted, that you have talked to them. They know who you are, and they have agreed to provide services to you as needed. Now, it's so important to understand that this is something that you have to do ahead of time. You can't wait until the need arrives. You have to do it before the need arises because you're not going to pick the best person for the job if you're in a rush to get something done and you're trying to pick the person at that time. It doesn't work that way. It can happen sometimes, but not most of the time it doesn't, right? So it's important for you right now to start selecting a power team of individuals. This is just a term I give to it for so as the CEO you can better understand what that group is for. It's not for you to go boasting and tell people that, hey, you're going to be on my power team. No, it's for you to understand that this group of people has already been selected and vetted, and they are ready to go should I need them. So this can be roles like your graphic designer, your content writer who writes articles and different things for you, a virtual assistant who may help with your social media posting and scheduling, uh, someone that may help with your videos, someone that may help with um, your calendar and answering your messages and checking your email. So all of those type of individuals belong to what I call a power team. And again, these individuals are very talented and they know how to make it happen. And so it relieves you of those duties so that you can go and do what you do best as the CEO, right, which is to lead, to be the ambassador, to be the visionary, to come up with the ideas, to look at the, the reports and the statistics to see where you can better 
improve and to, by all means, make sure that your marketing is automated, that your leads are coming in, and that you are closing sales. That's what's so very, very important. Number five, last but not least, in the five questions of focus and action is, am I clear on my business finances? Again, am I clear on my business finances? Now, this is very important because as the CEO of of your business, you need to know at all times what's actually going on in your business financially. However, it is not uncommon that women who are still, you know, micro business owners or still playing that solo entrepreneur role without building that power team are all over the place when it comes to finances and really not that organized or structured, right? So I'm just here to tell you from someone who has been there, done that, has had to learn it the hard way, you need a bookkeeping system from the very beginning. I don't care if you're just entering five cents in there. You need a bookkeeping system so that as you begin to grow, your bookkeeping system is already in place. Now, there are some good ones out there, and of course, probably one of the most popular ones is QuickBooks Online, and um, they, they are very reasonable, and you can automatically look them up and Google QuickBooks Online for small business, and they even have a directory listing of certified QuickBooks bookkeepers that can even get things set up for you. So even if you don't need a bookkeeper uh, every month to take care of everything, maybe you have a virtual assistant that can do it, or maybe you are still in that process of where your time is where you can still enter in the small things that come through, well, then they have a directory of certified QuickBooks um, bookkeepers that can actually set it up for you, kind of do a one-time thing of setup, right? And so, again, I want you guys to be paying attention to this, and I want you to step up to the plate, and I want you to start being those better CEOs that you need to be because that is what it's going to take for you to be successful. Now, accounts payable is important. And I put account table there as far as asking yourself, are you clear on business finances? Because sometimes with online subscriptions, they can be all over the place, but you don't have your eye on how many accounts payables or subscriptions you really do have. So one of the things I want to challenge you to do is just go and back up to the beginning of August, because most of the time, any subscription you have is going to send you a notification in your email that it's getting ready to either bill you or has already build your account, right? And so what you want to do is you want to create uh, in your email a subfolder that says like subscriptions. And you want to just push those over to the subscriptions folder so you can gather them all there. Once they are gathered there, then you basically just need to create a spreadsheet, which is vendor name, date the subscription started, the amount of the subscription, the past username and password to that subscription account, okay? And that starts putting you more in control over your account payables and what, what it is you're paying out, okay? And it, it's okay. You, you need to cut out a subscription or two or more because you aren't using them at the time. That's okay. It's better to just cancel them, and then when you need them, go back to them, Okay. Um, cash flow analysis is another thing that I think is very important when you're looking at clarity with your business finances because a cash flow helps you in three ways. Number one, you can use the cash flow to actually do your bookkeeping in, um, which is just a spreadsheet with uh, cash intake in and payables going out. So you can use a cash flow to do that for your bookkeeping until you actually have a, a more efficient system up, but you can also use a cash flow to help you to see where you are as far as your budgeting, right, and where is all of the money going, and should you be cutting out some of the things in the account payable that are really not helping you. You can also use the cash flow analysis to help you determine whether or not you should add more products in the mix, whether you can, and also the cash flow can be used to help you determine how many customers or clients you need in order for you to meet your 
financial goal, your sales goal, okay? So it can be used for a lot of different things. And the one thing that I can't honestly say about the cash flow is that it has truly helped me in times when I I didn't always want to do what was best for the business. I just kind of wanted to do what I wanted. But those numbers kept, kept me straight. Those numbers didn't lie to me. Numbers will never lie to you. They tell the truth, and it helps you to make a better decision. So I have always agreed, made a, an agreement with my inner self that when I make decisions regarding the business, I will always do a quick uh, cash flow analysis to determine if financially the business can handle it or should I, should I even add this new service or this new product, right? Um, and I have always agreed with myself that I will always follow the numbers and Again, why? Because the numbers will never lie to you. The numbers are going to do, I think, three things for you. The numbers are going to keep you on a very realistic page about business, and it's going to help you to always ground yourself so that you don't get so excited about all of the other parts of your business that you forget about the most important part, the numbers, because really I do consider them the most important part. And then the second thing that I think that numbers can help you with is that, again, numbers are not going to lie to you. You can depend on those numbers. You can trust those numbers to tell you the truth. You may not always like what those numbers represent and what they say, but I can guarantee you that they are going to tell you the truth. The third thing that I think you can depend on numbers for is that numbers can help you to better project and better uh, know what you need to do for future clients or for future marketing. The numbers can help you to do that. So again, this is why it's so important to be clear on your business finances. I also want to remind you, you need a separate business checking account. And if you are in the startup phase or you are lending money to your business because your business uh, does not have enough sales, coming in at this time and you're pushing in money for accounts payable and different things like that, I want and I want to recommend that you go ahead and for the amounts of money, I want you to make sure that you always send from your personal self statement to the business in the business name and a breakdown of the money that you have loaned the business. And it's important that you always do that because that money should be paid back to you, right? It's not an income. That money should be reimbursed and paid back to you as soon as you can see your way clear to do that, right? So very important. So that's why it's important to have that separate checking account and also a separate business account uh, for your business. And, and I know that there are a lot of people that are mixed their personal checking and their business account all in one. Sometimes it's because a lot of business women think that they are not bringing in enough money or that they're using all their personal money, so why have a separate account? But legally and how it should be done is that, again, if you're going to loan money to yourself, it should be transferred over into your business account, okay? As long as you have all of these things on paper, right, then you are able to properly do your taxes and make sure that you, you have made everything crystal clear and not muddy when it comes to your paperwork and your taxes and all of that good IRS stuff that you need to keep up with, right? So no mixing up your checking accounts. We call that commingling funds, and that is definitely a no-no. Uh, so just wanted to remind you, ladies, about that. It's 1223 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Hey, I've heard a lot of talk about people saying that, you know, um, can you make money during COVID-19, you know, during this quarantine? Is it even possible? And the answer to that is, of course, you can make money. People's needs don't stop just because they are in quarantine. But would you believe that there are some business women? who use this as an excuse to just stop altogether in marketing their businesses. And I, I do say that I do use the word excuses because even if it was valid, it's still an excuse. 
excuse, you know. Uh, pick up the book, Excuses Be Gone by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's one of the best books that's out there. But the thing that you need to understand and know is while this all set us back a bit, and it did, it, it, it knocked us off our feet and it set us back and we didn't necessarily know how to respond, how to act, or what have you, you cannot allow the quarantine to scare you into not doing anything for your business. So the one thing I want to do is I want to give you guys a few tips on if you have really not been in contact with anyone, if you uh, have just really been stagnated and procrastinated with this whole with the whole thing of business during the COVID-19, here are some ways to really get yourself back up going so that you can get reacquainted with your mailing list, with your customers, your clients, okay? So the first thing I think is very important is I want you to consider calling your top 10 customers or clients, okay? You need to call your top 10 customers or clients, okay? And this is very important. And what you want to let them know is that, hey, I know you haven't heard from me in a while. I wanted to personally call you and see how you're doing and how your family is doing and getting along and just let you know that I'm picking back up and you will be getting newsletters or updates for me with some deals, special sales going on. You want to let them know that, right? And the reason why I said that you need to call your top 10 customer clients because these are people who probably really supported you. They they recently bought something from you before this quarantine, and then, boom, there was silence. They didn't hear from you. And so you want to show them that, hey, I've been thinking about you, right? Everybody has a heart including your customers and your clients, they understand. Many of them might be in business as well and have done the same thing. So set that example. Go ahead and call your top ten customers. And just briefly explain to them, hey, it really set me back. I've got kids at home or this is going on, but I am back, and I just wanted to let you know that. Stay tuned in your email for some encouragement and also uh, for some deep discounts coming your way. That's what you want to do. And then number two, you want to communicate via email, okay? Now, I I would not say send out an e-newsletter. What I want you to do is for the first three emails, which should be maybe about three to five days apart, for the first three emails, I want you to just send out emails. friendly emails on how are you doing, right? And I want you to put that in your subject line, how are you doing, question mark, right? And then I want you to be able to say, hey, it's Cheryl, hey, it's Trina, hey, it's Susie, hey, it's whomever, and then just say, hey, just checking in with you to see how you and your family is doing. And then I want you to give them like some quarantine tips, right? Give them some quarantine tips and um, there, there's so much out there right now on the Internet that you do not have to reinvent the information. Just pick up three tips and say, hey, I was reading this from this website or this place, and I wanted to share this. And then, then softly, softly reintroduce your business with some things, right? Um, if you're in a service business, let them know about a service that they may need. If you're in a product business, say, hey, I've got a by the way, I have samples on such and such products. And then the second email that you are going to send to them is going to be the same thing. Hey, just checking in, okay? And you can use that as a subject line. Hey, just checking in. Hey, this is blah, 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 just checking in again. Uh, it's been a while since I've been communicating with my clients, customers, and so I wanted to just play catch up and just to see how you and your family are doing. Uh, Last week or, you know, a few days ago, I sent an email providing you with some tips on blah, 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 that you get a chance to read it. Again, you're softly reintroducing yourself. And then the third, okay, email, okay, then the subject line of the third email can be ways to overcome 
the quarantine, okay? And you guys can go and research some information on, on ways to have a more positive two ways to have better motivation for yourself. You can give them three quick ways, and then you want to tell them about a product or a service that you have, and I recommend that you give a deep discount on this product or service, right? If you can see your way clear, give anywhere between 25 to 35% off. If you're in a product business and you are a distributor, you may not be able to do that, but look at what you can give them, okay? Very, very important. And so you will need to communicate effectively, right? Now, all while you are preparing and getting ready to send out these three emails, right, you're going to pre-schedule them. Hopefully you will. Then you need to create what would be considered a content schedule, okay, um, to your customers or your clients. And a content schedule is, is kind of like a social media calendar, but basically how often are you going to connect? I think it's important to connect twice a week at least, a minimum of twice a week. And how often are you going to connect with them? What are you going to say? Keep in mind, you don't always have to talk specifically about your business as much as them understanding and knowing that you care, right, knowing that you care because you can be sharing a lot of valuable information that people are interested in. So that's very, very key. Um, I want to go ahead and, and give you number three again with content. So I want you to create a content calendar, and in that content calendar, one of the things that I want you to do is if you can't do a full four weeks, I want you to at least work on the first two weeks of your content calendar. Now, keep in mind, all the time you're starting to newly communicate with with your current customers, clients, and prospects who have originally been hearing from you more often, okay? And then number three, you, you know, you're going to do your content calendar, and your content calendar is basically what is it that I'm going to be sharing? You know, what's the main thing that I'm going to be sharing, and when is that going out, 9 p.m., 10 a.m., 3 p.m., 12 noon, when is that going to be going out? The fourth thing that I think is very key in communicating is I want you to get yourself in the habit of adding something valuable, right, just giving something of value without any mention of your business with the exception of, hey, this is such and such with the company. So, for example, I could send you, hey, this is Trina with Women About Biz. I thought you might find this content calendar, which is attached, very useful. Check it out and let me know if it works for you or if you're able to use it. You know, again, Sometimes when people just get something with nothing expected in return, they are going to remember you more for that than they actually will remember a sales letter that you sent or a business. But what it does is that it opens up a portal of acceptance. And so when you are offering things, they are more responsive. People are more responsive and better, more willing to buy your product, buy your service. And this is very, very key. So add value is number four. Add value. What can you offer at no cost? You know, something that you can find on the Internet, something that you found that might be of value to you. Now, there's a lot of good stuff that's out there. For example, um, I've been seeing fitness calendars, fitness schedules for quarantine. Um, I have been seeing recipes that are really, really good. Um, I've been seeing casserole recipes, especially for when you have kids at home, something that tastes good but is still healthy, healthy snacks, ideas. I've been seeing all kinds of things like that, right? And so, again, you can look so much up on the Internet, and they even have, from my understanding, uh, a lot of exercise routines at no cost on YouTube. They have other websites that have now been created just to keep your kids company during this quarantine. They've got all kinds of things for the adult as well. So all you have to do is be willing to just share, and it's okay to share where you got it from, right? It doesn't have to be originally created in order for it to be of value, and that's what you need to understand. And then last but not least, as you're looking to get back into communicating with your current customer clients and prospects, the one thing that I want you to do is I want you to be committed, 
okay? I want you to be committed that you are not going to break the chain this time on not communicating. You're going to be committed to setting a schedule, communicating, and if necessary, finding a virtual assistant that can help you with getting everything together as far as all of your content schedule and implementing that. That's very key, right? And so I hope these tips are helping you. I hope this will help you to get better acquainted or reacquainted with your customers, your clients, and your new prospects. So very, very important. We're going to move on now. It's 1235 after the hour. Don't hang up. Don't click off. We have got more information coming up for you today. So just hold on. So, hey, guys, I want to remind you again about the actual webinar that is coming up this Wednesday, the 26th at 12 noon. If you haven't registered already, I would appreciate if you guys go ahead and get online and register for the workflow of marketing. Of course, this is uh, one of our Wednesday Lunch and Learn webinars, and so it is at no cost, but I can guarantee you that, as always, it is going to be chock full of information that I know you are going to be able to put to use. You see, what I have learned from helping so many businesswomen, and even myself, is that it's the implementation and the workflow that causes us to feel overwhelmed and have like this big question mark like, huh? Like what am I supposed to be doing? So during this particular webinar, again, um, marketing online, the learning the workflow of marketing, you are going to learn how to implement your marketing workflow, okay, how to create a monthly marketing calendar, best practices for managing your marketing system and delegating it versus doing it yourself, okay? Again, delegating it versus doing your, it yourself. And so you guys are going to be able, um, I'm going to be using myself as an example. I'm going to show you how my company, Solo Assist, which is a virtual assistance company, I'm going to show you how my social media calendar is now being set up and how I am getting ready to put a whole new strategy in place, my whole new workflow, and I am going to be sharing it with you because I want you to copy it if you need to so that you can follow suit and do the same thing. It is important to understand that online marketing is about generating those leads so that you can close the sales. And if you can't get consistent with your online marketing, then that's where your beginning problem exists. Because while people are marketing offline, especially though during this quarantine time, marketing online is mandatory. It's essential. You've got to catch on to it and what it is. So very, very important. So again, RSVP, we still have spaces left. Make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on events in the top menu bar, and you will be able to RSVP right there on the page. 1237 after the hour. Again, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to share with you who we are and what we are all about. We are about providing business women with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. That is really it in a nutshell. That is what we are trying to do. You know, there are so many negative places and people and things out here in the world so much negativity going on on television. And so when you come into Successful Woman Radio on Mondays at 12 noon, I want to bring sunshine into your life. I want to bring light into your life by providing you and keeping you focused on things that are going to help you to grow, right? And that is what we are all about. So what I want you to do for me is to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time so that you can be empowered with information, again, that you can put to use right away. For more information on previous broadcasts, here's a quick link. SuccessfulWomanRadio.com will take you directly 
to the page on our Women About Biz website where you can listen to previous broadcasts. Again, you can go to Successful Woman Radio, spelled all the way out together, dot com, and then click on the episode that you would like to listen to. We're going to go ahead now and move on into our hot topic of today, which is, you know, search engine optimization. What is it? Okay, why do so many people keep talking about it, and what is it? So the first thing you need to understand about search engine optimization is that it is better known as S-E-O. That is the acronym. And you'll see the acronym more than you'll see the words printed out, search engine optimization. So I want you to understand that first and foremost. S-E-O stands for search engine optimization, and that is what most people know it as, okay? So what is SEO, and why is it that so many people have a hard time understanding what it is and how to even use it. Okay, so SEO is the practice of increasing the quantity and quality of traffic to your website through organic search engine results. And I want to repeat that so you understand for that. I just had this person that email me. This is Cheryl from New Jersey, one of our hometown listeners. She's like, are you going to write an article on that? Yes, we definitely are. Okay, so let me just give you again what SEO is about. What is it? It is the practice of increasing the quantity and quality of traffic to your website through organic search engine results. Now, what does that phrase mean, organic search engine results? Well, organic simply means that you are not paying for anything. You're not paying for advertisement. You're not paying for anybody to place your content anywhere. It is simply how you have structured your content on your website, in social media, on your blog. It is simply how you have properly structured it, that it is attracting the search engine and allowing you to be included in the top search engine results, okay? So when you get in the top search engine results, it brings more traffic to your website because people are clicking. Now, it used to be that people would say uh, it's important for you to get in the first top five or top ten of the search engines because that's usually like the first page. It's usually the first ten. But with billions of people online, that rule of thumb has really changed because people are now clicking further than just that one page. They'll look at that one page, and it still holds priority now. However, they are clicking past that one page and, and clicking to up to three pages now, right? Priority always will be, but then people, when they don't see what they are looking for, they're going to keep clicking to that second page. And then sometimes they'll click to that third page. So if you can at least get to the second page and be in the top five on the second page or what have you. So how does that happen? How do you actually do that, okay? So what I want to do is I want to talk about some ways to improve your local search engine optimization. Now, one of the biggest things that I have discovered, and I had one of my biggest aha moments, honestly, just last month, when I was talking to a SEO consultant, and he said to me, even though you are a national organization, what I'm going to recommend to you is that you still make sure you market your business locally. He says because what you're trying to do is you're trying to be like a big swimming pool and have everybody jump in nationally. He says, but you're missing out on a lot of local business. And I, I had an aha moment with him at that point. And so one of the things that he shared with me was that when you are – getting ready to put your business out there, you first want to make sure that you have done your due diligence with your own website. So I want to cover a few things right quick that I have already shared in the previous broadcast about marketing online, but I want to share it again because it has a lot to do with search engine optimization, and that is 
when you set up your website, one of the first things that you or your web designer, your webmaster really needs to be aware of is to make sure that they properly set up your meta tags your metadata and your meta keywords with the right information. Now, here's in a nutshell what the meta information is about. So you guys know that when you put in something in the Google search bar and it brings up the search results for you, you're going to see like a two or three line sentence that tells you what the website is about or what the page is about or what have you, right? Well, that information is pulled by the search engine spider. It's pulled from your meta information or your metadata, okay? And that is something that has to be set up in the header of your site or in the backside of your site by you or your web designer, okay? And one of the things that happens, depending on who designs your site, is that sometimes that's not set up, right? And so you're missing out altogether. Your spot, the search engines can't even find you because you have not been properly indexed, okay? So you first have to make sure that your website is indexed properly by ensuring that it already has the metadata or meta information there, which is like a basically a sentence on who you are. And in that sentence, you're usually structuring it with keywords exactly of what you are. Now, there's also the meta keywords, right? Um, meta keywords are words that are frequently used in searching for your type of business or products on Google. And so you can go in there and you can put in different words or different meta phrases, and whatever those are in your meta keywords, usually separated by a comma, you have listed the various keywords that people should be able to find you under knowing what this company is about. And again, think about it. The search engine spider is searching you. So let's break it down to the fact that the librarian is looking for, for a resource of your type and as she's walking down the long aisle in the aisle that is supposed to be on her, she doesn't come up with yours because your book has been misplaced on another aisle. It's the same thing with search engine optimization and search engine keywords, uh, meta keywords. If you don't have the right keywords, people are not going to be able to find you, let alone it even not being listed. People just will not find you if you list the wrong keywords. So you need to really understand and know what are the keywords that are supposed to be for your business. Do you know? If you say no, then you could you automatically need to start going in Google and putting in different keywords to kind of look and see if the businesses that are coming up under those keywords are similar to yours. And then you come up with a, a group of keywords, maybe 10 to 15, or keyword phrases, 5 to 7, and you give them to your web designer to put in your keyword section. And then you give to your web designer uh, a description of your company utilizing some of those keywords so that they can also put it in the metadata or meta information space for your website, okay? Very, very key. So what I want to do, now that you understand what search engine optimization is, it's all about pulling traffic organically, meaning that your website is structured properly using all of the right keywords on all of the relevant pages for your website, and so therefore it is able to pull and put you in the search engine results, okay? So... With that said, I want to give you about seven ways that you can make SEO work for you. Okay, number one is that you can actually create a Google business account, okay, which allows you to then have a business profile, okay? Um, this helps you to rank faster in Google so that when people in your local area are looking for your type of business, you're going to come up because you are listed properly in the Google business listing, okay? And this is when you really need to have um, 
a Google address. If you don't, if you're working from home, a lot of times you may not want to use it. So try to find like a UPS store with a UPS address in the same area or vicinity or go in a larger metropolitan area that's close to your home um, and get a UPS box with a street address that you can use in the Google business account. The, the big point here is, is that if you properly index your business and you provide accurate and up-to-date information, including your company logo, hours of operation, your website address, all of that thing, all of that, and you also ask customers to go and give you reviews on Google, guess what? It's going to help you out. The second thing is, again, I mentioned reviews, but to, to ask your customers or your clients to go on, give them the link, and ask them to go on and score you high uh, with a review, that is going to go a long way. Very, very important, right? Now, the other thing that I think is very important is to sometimes create your articles piggyback on something locally that might be happening or an event that might be happening that you can piggyback off of their keywords, but it's relevant and pertaining to yours. And that way you can write a quick article, right, on that same subject or that same topic and piggyback off of another um, highly optimized website or event, but then you are you are writing about the exact same thing using the exact same keywords. Now, it is said that you need to be able to use whatever an article is about. You need to stay focused, and in the title, you need to make sure that you use the exact keywords in the title that someone would look up, right? And then as you are writing the article, you need to use those keywords five to seven times. And it shouldn't be different keywords. I would pick out one keyword and one keyword phrase that I'm using five to seven times for the title and the body of the article itself, okay? Here's another one, okay? I think this one is number four. You need to make sure that your website has been optimized for mobile phones. And this is what I have discovered because even some website templates like in WordPress and Wix and GoDaddy and others say they're optimized, but you really have to look at your website closely um, on your phone. If you are basically on your desktop every day and looking at your website from your desktop, then what you need to understand is that you are clueless when it comes to how your website is looking for mobile. And here's what you may not have known. 75% of all um, users almost are searching from their mobile phones. Is that crazy? It's a huge number. you got a large number of people shopping, and you have a large number of people searching for things on their phones. And so as a result, if they pull up your website or if you're in the mobile search and it's all jumbled up and it doesn't look good, they can't see what you're all about, then that becomes a problem as well. So, again, the first thing that you want to do is to talk with your web designer to make sure that your website has been optimized for the mobile phone, which is very important. The next thing is to make sure um, if you have – even registered, if you have a separate mobile site, a parallel mobile site, you want to make sure that it's registered with Google as well, okay? Uh, and that's very important. And when you are using pictures on your mobile site or on your website, which is supposed to be what we call responsive, meaning it can, it can be used both mobile and on your desktop, when you're using pictures, you also want to make sure that you're using pictures of high quality and clarity because it will sh if it shows bad on the desktop, it's going to look horrible on the mobile. So that's something that you need to understand and know. The other thing is you want to make sure that you tag your pictures that you're using in an article on a particular product page. Uh, you want to make sure that you tag them again with the keyword or what exactly that is because if the picture doesn't show, they at least know what it supposed to be, and it doesn't look like there's an error there. That's very, very important, okay? And so I want, you know, let me just go back to pictures for a minute because I want to make sure you understand and know that 
pictures are very, very important when it comes to attracting people to what you have on the Internet. That includes social media. That includes your blog articles. It includes your product pictures. So I want to encourage you, first of all, use pictures that are legal. Okay, there's some really good graphic companies out there, such as depositphotos.com. There is 123RFS, R as in Robert, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, 123RFS.com. Um, you can go to different places, um, other places. You can go to Google and put in a Google search free uh, limited, unlimited pictures to use on your website, and Google will pull up and show you free pictures with no license requirements that you are able to use. So, again, I want to caution you about going to Google Images and just copying pictures. This is how you can really get in trouble. As a matter of fact, I have uh, multiple clients who have received letters from law firms telling them that they have violated their client's right as the original owners of an image and that they can they need to either pay or either be brought to court. So you need to take that seriously because I have gotten one of those letters as well and it's not fun. So again, make sure that you do not go to Google Images and just copy an image from Google, but that you actually legally are purchasing images or using images that are free of license requirements, very, very important. Okay, let's keep moving on so I can give you a few more tips, okay? Um, another thing I want you to do is I want you to look at using a keyword software. Now, keyword software is very important because they actually can help you to know how many people search for that keyword, what's the competition, are there keywords that other people are using that are relevant but not as much competition that would get you better on the first or second page. So there are um, there are keyword tools like that. Now, one that I use, that I have been using now for about seven years. It's called Jaxi, and I'm going to spell it out for you, J-A-A-X-Y.com. So, again, that's J-A-A-X-Y.com, Jaxi.com. I've been using them for a long, long time. They're very good at what they do. Um, they are a keyword search engine site ranking company that really helps you to choose better keywords and understand this whole game of getting people to see your website organically. Remember, organic is without you having to pay. Now, here's the one thing that you need to know about organic search. When people go to Google and they pop in a search, that's organic search, okay? But what you need to understand is that organic searching and people finding you is the longer way to get people to notice you. Of course, if you want to speed things up, you can do Google AdWords, and you can also do Facebook ads and other types of Internet advertising. I don't, I don't advise anyone to just go jump in and do it, but what I advise you to do is start learning about it and maybe at least get a consultation or two uh, before you start advertising online because you don't want to just spend money for the sake of spending it, but you want to spend it wisely when it comes to Internet advertising. But, again, search engine optimization and organic searching does work, and the longer you do it, um, you really can start seeing some really good results with that, and I really want to make sure you understand that. The next thing that I want to recommend to you is uh, that's going to help you with search engine optimization is that you use your fan page on Facebook to become a friend to you with search engine optimization. Again, your fan page. I think that's so important uh, to have a really good fan page. And a fan page on Facebook is just like a blog. They allow you to do so many things with video and images and the whole nine yards. So you need to make sure that when you are posting that you are using keywords that are optimized regarding that post, but then when you're doing your videos or Facebook Lives that you're doing the same thing. So very, very important, okay? And the next thing, the last thing that I want to share 
okay, is I want you to take advantage of online business directories. There are so many directories out there, and there is bound to be one in your business industry or more than one. So check out and see if there are business directories where you can pop in your website address because that helps you to become better optimized when you have more outside sites that's linking back in to you, okay? And so that is the directory. So hopefully you have enjoyed this information and it's been valuable to you and you have been able to take some good notes and hopefully be able to put some of this to use. So now you know what search engine optimization is, what are you going to do with it, and how can you learn more about it to get further ahead in marketing online. Well, that's all I have for today. I certainly hope that you guys have enjoyed the show. Make sure you mark your calendar for next Monday as we continue with marketing online at 12 noon Eastern time. And by the way, share it, the Successful Woman Radio Show with your friend or with your team and help other people to get information that can be very useful to them. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful week. <laughs>